And welcome, everyone. No calls today. No calls. Let's see. Are we over here now, Caleb? Thank you. Uh, no calls today because we have a very special guest. We have a candidate for the gubernatorial race here in California, the one and only Caleb Jenner. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell do you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it, I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. I want to give a shout out to our good friends at Blue Mics. If you've heard my voice on this show anytime over the past year, including right now, you've been listening to Blue Microphones. And let me tell you, after more than 30 years in broadcasting, I don't think I have ever sounded better. But you don't need to be a pro or have a fancy studio to benefit from a quality mic. You may not realize it, but if you've been working from home or using Zoom to chat with friends, you probably spend a lot of time in front of a microphone. So why not sound your best? Whether you're doing video conferencing, podcasting, recording music, or hosting a talk show, Blue has you covered. From the USB series that plugs right into your computer to XLR professional mics like the mouse or the Blueberry we use in the studio right now. Bottom line, there's a Blue microphone to fit your budget and need. I can't say enough about Blue mics, and once you try one, you will never go back. Trust me. To take your audio to the next level, go to drdrew.com blue. That is drdrew.com B-L-U-E. Anyone who's watched me over the years knows that I'm obsessed with Hydrolyte. In my opinion, the best oral rehydration product on the market. I literally use it every day. My family uses it. When I had COVID, I'm telling you, Hydrolyte contributed to my recovery, kept me hydrated. Now, with things finally reopening back around the country, the potential exposure to the common cold is always around. And like always, Hydrolyte has got your back. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity, my new favorite, starts with their fast-absorbing electrolytes and adds a host of great ingredients Plus, each single-serving easy-pour drink mix contains 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, 300 milligrams of elderberry extract. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity comes in convenient, easy-to-pour sticks that rapidly dissolve in water, make a great-tasting drink, has 75% less sugar than your typical sports drink, uses all-natural flavors, gluten-free, dairy-free, caffeine-free, non-GMO, and even vegan. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity is also now available in ready-to-drink bottles at the Walmart next to the pharmacy, or as always, you can find it by visiting hydrolyte.com slash drdrew. Again, that is H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E dot com slash D-R-D-R-E-W. Be sure to use the code drdrew25 for a special discount. One and only Kayla Jenner. Kayla, well, welcome. it is my pleasure to be here. Uh, I, I I have to take issue with that. It's actually my pleasure to have you here, and I appreciate you coming into the studio and being willing to do this. This is extraordinary opportunity. Honestly, and I think it always works out better. Here's some sugar. For oh, you. perfect. Yeah. Oh, I got you know. It's the athlete, the athlete yeah. in her yes, needs yes, sugar. Yes, yes, um, yeah, a little <laughs> sugar. Then not much, just a little bit. You know, a little sweet too. Understood. Understood. But uh, you can handle it. Uh, no, I, we were just talking a second ago of all the different avenues. You've been in this business a long time. So have I. And it's amazing. You know, when I started in the television business, three networks, that was it. You know, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Yeah. And when you won the Olympics, was that an NBC thing still back uh, in those ABC. days? ABC. It was Rutledge, Jim McKay. It was kind of the last of the ABC era, which mm -hmm. I really think built the games of, over the years. Yes. They, they did a wonderful job. Yes. And then in 80, uh, which we wound up boycotting, NBC got the games. Mm -hmm. And then we boycotted. And, and they and, sort of hung on to it ever since. It seems yeah, like. and they've, they've held yeah. on to it ever since. The the back to the three network thing, um, the the younger folks, you know, the day of ESPN and all this, you know. I think ESPN was 79. Is that right? Well, there certainly yeah. wasn't, you know, continuous sports. I think HBO sports. started 78. This, that is a dog's head you're seeing yes, there. the and dogs are here. Caitlin is a dog person, and I my know. dogs immediately picked that up and like all over. Well, she her. smelled my dogs. <laughs> so, yes, um, but but the, the the but I have this deep um, romance for the ABC Sports, Rune Ardledge, and the wild wild wide world of sports. Yeah. 
the I, I thrill of victory. Of sports and the agony of defeat. Yes. Of that poor guy. Oh, you don't know what the job. hell we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but, but, it, but was, it was amazing. It was good. We're mature enough to remember those <laughs> mature things. Mature enough, indeed. Yes, yeah. And no, but ABC really built the games. Rune Arledge was the first one to do, you know, the up close and personals. Yep. Um, and I remember when they came to my house and, you know, three or four months before the games and they were doing the up close and personal. I'm mm. thinking, my God, I made it. You know, and NBC crew here is for up close and personal. And they changed the games from just being a face out there to actually following the person. So you would want to root for them. And you knew something about it. If you know something about the person, then you root for them. That's right. And and I would argue Rune Arliss changed television. Yeah. Not okay, just then sports. He ABC then News. He, then he just changed everything. And he, he changed. He was a great innovator in television. Not, yeah. not the way... TV has changed now where it goes for, you know, any twist, any low-hanging fruit, anything can get to sort of create an emotional reaction. Then it was really more of a expansive exploration. I mean, yes. I, you know, in a way, yeah. I mean, that was sort of even the Watergate area was, era was sort of him, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah. think Watergate changed everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, the media took down a president. Crazy, and that was kind of the beginning of the media kind of taking over. But 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 what's weird to me is that since then, media has become the elite, and they still talk about speaking truth to power. But they're the power now. They are the power, um, because there are so many news outlets now. There's the internet. I mean, the list goes on. Everybody's competing for the eyeballs. For Yes, yeah, for the absolute it. most sensational thing that they can do. Yep. So because they're competing against, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 different places where people can get their news. So it becomes more sensational. Somebody's somebody in the uh, I'm, there's a there's a uh, chat stream I'm watching from all the different outlets we're on while we're talking. And somebody mentioned the ski crash was epic. This guy, this guy, sort of the, the agony of defeat is a guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> poor guy. It was a guy going down a giant ski jump in like Switzerland or something. Yeah. And he falls well, and just does a cartwheel before, before the end. Before the jump yeah. and goes off the end. Oh, he was, yeah, yeah, the poor guy. He became very famous, actually. And I remember, I forget what his name was, but they, they did an interview with him. And he was actually very famous. And he was fine, yeah. He, yeah, was, he fine. was fine, he got through it all right, but he, he became very famous. Nobody else remembers who won the gold for a ski jump that year, yeah, but they remember but that guy. That so. guy. Yeah, yeah wasn't it they had another guy like Ernie the Eagle? was a ski jumper or something from the UK and he became very famous. He wasn't any good, but he became, he was, you know, like <laughs> he'd have every something falls. eagle. Yeah. <laughs> and a crazy name. Damn. So you decided to run for governor. Tell us what, yes. what led to that, that uh, decision. What, well, what, except for the fact that you know I, I don't know if you feel like me, which is like, I'm very moderate. I would say you're right of me. I'm not a Republican, but I support everyone's effort to change this state because my God, somebody has got to do something. That's how actually, I feel. I heard your name come up as possibly it, it, it was running. discussed for a minute and um really I think the reason it was I, 30 seconds <laughs> well actually when <laughs> you got in i thought that's fine let let's let caitlin do it I, i'm cool with that but but i i have prostate cancer i needed to take some radiation and i didn't know oh, really it's didn't not that, that it's not as big a deal as it sounds but i didn't know if it was going to knock me out or how much it was going to put me out i didn't want to have to be sidelined and right oh right uh, so totally so i just like eh, uh, honestly not right to now. be honest with you it's a lot more difficult than you think i bet i've, I've seen you having um, to be out yes. there with all the energy it requires and the it's uh, yeah. not an easy job yeah um but it's worth it i've always been a passionate person i like helping people and so it's worth it um basically um i want to restore hope in california i mean that's the bottom line i think gavin newsom has destroyed hope he's destroyed the state um he's done a horrible job. 18,000 companies have left California um, and they're not leaving because of the beaches of Yosemite, the Sierra Nevadas. They're leaving for one reason and one reason only, and that is we're overtaxed, overregulated, and you just can't do business here any longer. And, uh, you know, I've always been a, I've been a, a fighter. I've always worked hard at and, and that comes from really my parents. Um, my father, uh, my grandfather was uh, in the dead pile in World War I. Mm. And somebody heard a moan 
And they go, oh, my God, there's one alive still in here. And they pulled him out. He went on to live a good Do life. Do you know where that was? Is it in France? I have or? no idea. You just heard the story. Yeah, Actually, yeah. it's a great story. It is a great don't story. Don't make it. Don't, don't go no, too no, deep. No, no, I don't want, I don't yeah, want to know too many details. Don't start this off going with too deep. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere during World War One. Then my father, which I can tell you a little bit more about. Yes. Uh, when he was 19 years old, World War II was breaking out. And he wanted to join. And so he joined the Army, 5th Ranger Battalion, uh, first boats on Omaha Beach. Uh, 364 guys in his division and 60 came back alive. And if my father could see what was happening to this country, particularly he died here, he moved out to California, and to see what's happening, he would just be absolutely devastated. My you know, dad, and I thought if my dad yeah. can storm the beaches of you know Omaha Beach, yeah. I can storm the beaches of Malibu. <laughs> I think it's, it's a reasonable thing. Yeah, it could be a little uh, scary, but no, I thought yeah. I, I need to stand up. And, and I want to be an example to people. There's so many people right now in this country who uh, don't like what's going on. I don't like what's going on. I don't like how we're losing this country, this state. We've been losing the state for a lot longer than we've been losing the country. Mm -hmm. And to stand up, I don't care who you are, what your background is. Um, you know, if you don't like what's happening um, in your school system, uh, you, you know, you see these school board meetings and they're just, I mean, these people are so passionate. Run for school board. Go out there. Get don't in just a position complain. of power. Don't just complain. Actually run. Yeah. Yeah. And it, run for city council. Run for mayor in your local town. Get in a position where you can push these, I would say, the left out and Put in some what I call common sense thinking. Pragmatist. And yes. And it's just, there's no common sense. I almost want a new anymore. party. I want a pragmatism party. There you go. I, I just want a party of pragmatism. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Susan, was it Naomi? Are you in there? Yeah. Are you, was it Naomi Wolf that said the exact same thing? She said, we've got to help people learn how to be involved in politics as a representative. As yes, somebody who runs I think it office. was. And yeah. to be honest with you, yeah, for me, um, uh, I, I think coming from Coming from the outside is a good thing. To be honest with you, I'm not responsible for the highest taxes in the country. Okay, I'm not responsible for the highest gas taxes. Mm -hmm. um, the most regulated, we're the most regulated state. I don't have, I have nothing. I'm not responsible for any of that stuff. I come in um, with a couple of things. One, I come in with political power. Mm. Because being the position that I'm in, like when we were raising money, we started small dollars. I got money from every state in the union. Mm. Um, because of my platform, I can expose a lot of people and expose what's happening in Sacramento and with this state. Talk, talk a little more about that. I know you can't do it all right now, but be more... Well... More clandestine. I think political power is very important. Leverage is very important. Um, getting in there in the first, because obviously you win the recall, you get in, you've got really about a year before you actually have to go through a norm, normal, would consider a normal election. Um, when you go into the bluest of blue states, um, a legislature that is absolutely dominated by the left, by um, Democrats, it's going to be hard to make changes, really hard to get make changes. Um, but political power, they understand. And if you can expose them to not only California, but you expose them on a national basis, so, uh, so that, that is what I consider political power. So they're, by they're pushing up against you. them, by pushing against them Push, hard, you'll expose absolutely. what they're doing. Absolutely expose the hypocrisy that is going on. I mean, the list is, honestly, it, it goes It, it also on, seems on. like special interests just have complete sway over the state government. It, uh, it is all about special interests. It's, it, yeah. The state is run by public sector unions. Would you ever consider, this is something when I was at your thing the other night, I wanted to ask, and I thought it was a little too provocative, I'll ask it now, which is, would you ever consider proposing legislation to outlaw public employee unions? I'm not sure they should be able to unionize it if you are a public servant. You 
Right now, the public sector unions run the state. Yeah, I'm not sure there should scam. be public it sector unions. They okay. certainly shouldn't be able to contribute politically. The they should not, right? Yes. Okay. The teachers union right now, obviously, is controlling education in this state. I do not want that. Mm. Um, is it going to be hard to change that? Absolutely. Mm. Ridiculous are because they've got a death grip on, on the education mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. But if you don't try, you're not going to get anywhere. I want the money. We spend... The state spends about $80 billion a year plus local stuff. It's about a $100 billion a year business in California <laughs> education. Wow. It's absolutely huge. I would want the money to follow the child, follow the parents, not follow the, the unions. So you're right. okay with unions. You just don't want them in control. In control. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm okay with you. I'm not sure there should be public employee unions, but I'm okay with them as long as they don't have... The, Too much power. The ability to donate and to, to own these politicians. Well, it's no, they, they kick money back. Uh, they, <laughs> they get all the money and then they kick it back to the politicians. And that's, you know, Gavin Newsom. That's exactly what he does. And, and when you say you could expose them, can you be a little bit more? Tell us a little more what you want to expose well, without, without. Expose the hypocrisy that's going on, mm -hmm. not only just in the unions and the teachers union, but the hypocrisy that's going on all and in everything in, in this state. Um, you ever hear of PAGA? PAGA? I don't think so. Private Attorney General Act. Oh, okay. Okay. Passed in 2000, uh, what was it? Uh, 2004, just when Gray Davis was, he was recalled. Okay. Arnold came in. Two days before he was gone, he signed PAGA into legislation, signed that deal. Um, it is uh, for the employees of to protect them, sponsored by the unions. All right, you know you got a problem there. Right. It's to make sure that they get their coffee breaks at the right time and and they get their time off. And it's to it's to protect the employee. That's why in California they try to protect the employee, but the the business owner, unfortunately, he's the one that's going to lose. Take a, a simple example. Um. Uh, about five years ago, uh, there was PAGA litigation against Uber. Mm. They oh, were yes. suing it right. because they, yes. they didn't have... I didn't know that was where that came from, yes. but yes, I know about yes. that. Yes. And so most of the large corporations, what they'll do is they'll just, instead of being in litigation for the next four or five years, it's cheaper. What do you guys want? They paid, Uber paid them seven and a half million dollars, okay, to go away, basically. Uh, out of that seven and a half million dollars, uh, the state got three points, I think three point seven million. Hmm. The lawyers got two point six million. The company, because of course this is for the workers, the money that's left over has to be equally distributed between all Uber employees. So they hired a company for $750,000 just to process the checks. Oh and the Uber employee, remember this is for the employee, right. the Uber employee gets $1.08. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, a quarter yeah, this of a is latte. The, this is the thing about A quarter of a latte at Starbucks. N not even, right? I mean, yeah. so they can't even... Uh, you, can't, you can't even buy a coffee. You can't park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you can't even park your car. Yeah, I, but that's the hypocrisy that's been going on for years. And uh, those things have to stop. Obviously, the what I call the slip and fall lawyers, they actually go into employers and find somebody in there mm. so they can because it's all about you know the lawyers and the lawyers making money and they use the employees that goes on all the time in of this course state. of course yeah it's it's interesting when you watch uh uh Caroli used to always tell me he goes you know day when i used to be home from school uh during the day here in southern california you would see back in the 70s right. you would see uh advertisements for how to form your own business how to become a truck driver how to go engage in the world now it's are you had an accident call 1888 yeah, lawyer that's exactly <laughs> it. So it every, everything every ad is that during daytime i was talking with this guy who's like an expert on pocket and he brings me to the meeting the um uh the labor laws from 1957 47 pages of laws yeah and he brings today 3,000 pages course, of course. with 
itty tiny little print. And by the way, you're not suggesting that employees should have less protection. You're you're ta- you're just saying that attorneys shouldn't have the opportunity to exploit. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's yes. That's what yes. I thought. And, and honestly, that happens throughout Sacramento. Uh, yes, it does. Yes. And and just about everything that you go up against, those things have to stop. Those things you have to expose. Uh, really, what's going on? I mean, I would do everything to get rid of Paga. I, I am looking at uh, your guys' questions here on the restream to see if there's anything specific you'd like me to ask, Caitlin. Uh, oh, I'm excited. What are they? What do you guys uh, want? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I'm trying to see what the heck. Got a good one in there? It, it, not yet. I just, it, you guys, it's, it moves by quickly. So please make it them kind of. I, I do. Um, make them short so yeah. I can read them. I, Instagram I, I, live. What about the housing market in California? Is what that you? We, is that you asking that? We do that? to assist the low inventory and high price problems. Okay. That was a question. Okay, go ahead. I know you've got some thoughts on that. Low inventory, uh, high prices. How can we solve that? <laughs> How can we solve that? It's a tough one. Um, you, you uh, first know, of all, I, we do have the highest real estate prices in the country. Medium home price went to eight hundred. It was a seven hundred. Now went to eight hundred thousand dollars. I was at a, a conference at, at USC. USC has has a urban development right. What do they call it? Department there. Right. And four governors were there: Gray Davis, Schwarzenegger. Uh, everybody but Jerry Brown was there, like three or four governors there. And, and, uh, oh crap, my brain this morning, the, the, uh, Ben Carson was there and oh, really? yeah, okay. all yeah. these people were there and they got, they got up and they said, yeah, we've created this problem here in California with overregulation, mm-hmm. and we we've created the problem. Therefore, we can undo the problem, and that uh, that's, that's not of, always the case. But go ahead. Yes, bending out of the uh, CEQA, the California Environment CEQA. Environmental Quality Act, which yeah. everybody knows about. Yeah, uh, started in 1970 with Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. and honestly, CEQA started as just a reporting agency on the environment. Over the last 50 years, that thing has been held hostage. It has grown from, I mean, it is massive. You cannot build in California. Right. We're down over 3 million housing units yeah. in the state right now. Yeah. Um, and it's almost impossible. On a personal note, I tried to put four walls up on the back of my house. Mm-hmm. And after two Good and a half years, oh yeah, God. two and well, a half. Well, because you're near the water. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, forget it. Two years <laughs> of trying to get the permits and then one permit because it had taken so long. That's just on a small basis. But you just, it's almost impossible to build because of the environmentalists have taken over. Uh, if there is, I remember I wanted to move some land in the back and the guy goes, here's, he shows me a picture of this plant. And he says, go out there Uh-oh. before they get there. I mean, I'm in an Fire area where there's thousands of open land all around me, yeah. thousands of acres of open land, checking to make sure that that plant is not over there. <laughs> no, I mean, that's how no, bad it's no gotten. worms or squirrels yeah. or anything. Yeah, I get and it. I get it. because of that, uh, housing prices Well, continue. so I'm going to argue that's the reason we have a forestry problem here, too. I remember, so, so my biggest concern about California is that the government has begun to come has begun to blame the population for its shortfalls. Right. So they're blaming that's, us. That's what they do. So they're blaming us for living in fire region, blaming us for using too much electricity, blaming us for drinking water. Oh my you, god. You know, yeah. they're blaming oh us man. for yeah, we're gonna so, start rationing. Yes. So let's start with forestry. That's where they that's an easy one for me. Because I used to look up in these hills here and I would see it crisscrossed with fire breaks and the you'd see the tractors up there all all yeah, year long, all the time. Right? yeah. And but yeah. they just there was the, a migration of a squirrel or something got in the way. Yes, and they closed the whole thing down. Now it's just overgrown brush. If those things burn, it's going to burn all the way down to this house. What are you going to do with forestry manager? Which, by the way, let me just First for the record, this is one. This is one of my things. We have we have a mandate for electric cars in this in this state, and electric cars will not undo the amount of carbon put out this year. From forest fires, forget yeah, the one, next ten yeah, one years. One forest fire, one forest fire, mm. enough mm. carbon to undo a year of everybody driving an electric vehicle. Absolutely. Everybody. Absolutely. So what are they doing? What would you so, do? So uh, for the last, uh, I was for two days, uh, just this last week, a couple of days ago, I went up to the fires in Northern California, mm-hmm. um, and talked to the Forest Service, talked to them. 
about force management. Was Gavin Newsom there with you? Do. Was he there talking to the force uh, No, he does not. What? Talk, he does not. What? Uh, oh, no, there, he's there blaming no, for, no, it's the residents. The residents. He's the, talking. Yeah, the residents have to the, move out the, of their oh, houses. He's got so an excuse got it, for everything. Yeah. Okay, talk to him about force management and basically ask him, is, you know, is what? Global warming the cause for all of this because oh, yeah, that's yeah, what you hear on no, the media. No, 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 no. And he said, no, it's just an abundance of fuel right right now. Right. Because it has not been. It has not been managed. Managed at all. Right. Um, there, it is so difficult to do uh, fires, um, you know, to clear the underbrush. The circumstances get right. They can clear the underbrush and, and breaks, not burn it. And fire breaks. And it's actually very good for the forest. The yes, forest I'm like aware it. of that. What the forests don't like. The trees is are sick. Massive fire to yes. get. And then they, it's called scorch earth. They scorch the earth so bad, it kills, I mean, just kills the forest. Yeah. So all of the environmentalists are really to blame for these massive fires that we're dealing with. I was up, when I was up there, I, geez, I should have my phone. I would you have pictures get or something? my little phone. Uh, here we go. We yeah, we'll get your... it here in a second. This is very casual. It's like yeah, yeah. we're yeah, yeah. It's like we're at your house just talking. It's almost like that's almost what we're doing. Like that. yeah, it's, <laughs> it's almost like that. Wait a second. We're gonna get. I'm gonna show this Greenville, uh, California. Here she comes with it. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Da -da 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 -da. Greenville. <laughs> well, where's your little thing? I oh, was. You're there, gonna need our Wi-Fi probably. And this there. this town was absolute the entire town burnt to the ground yeah i saw it i saw it on the news 55 no no i saw it and in fact it scared me because i thought they were talking about south carolina i'm like greenville south carolina yeah. is burning down what the hell yeah and du -du 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 -du. Uh, yeah here we go all right this is greenville oh my god so I'm, can I, can we, yeah, can we Caleb, can this? you zoom in on this in any way? I'm getting the other camera. Is that you? There uh, we go. You can sort of we see, can it. see it. Yeah, it's perfect. Look at that. Yeah, just, it's just talk about scorched earth. The whole My town gosh. is gone. Looks like a, yeah. not uh, one building looks left. Looks like a nuclear bomb That's went terrible. off. Yeah. Now we got your car. That, that was the police station right there. Yeah. I mean, it is unbelievable the damage that happened there. Actually, what I'm trying to do right now, there you go. Okay. What I'm trying to do right now is um, uh, there is a uh, a charity there that's been there for a while. is to try to raise funds for Greenville. Mm. I mean, to part of the, heck, we know with the governorship. Is there this a, is a town that's actually can... been destroyed. Is there, is there a website and, or something people can go to? Uh, I am working on that. And well, you're going to set find, it up. Yes. Uh, I, well, I, either my website or actually when I'm leaving here, I'm talking with a lady who has a uh, charitable organization there. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out, is is it a good charity to send money to or what? I understand. I'm, over the next few days, I'll get a better idea. And what is uh, your website? What's that? Your website. What's well, mine is Caitlyn Jenner. Just one yeah, word. Yeah. Yeah. The Caitlyn Jenner Foundation. The Caitlyn Jenner Foundation. Yes. Okay. That's my website. Okay. And, um, but I do that. That's actually right now a scholarship program for trans youth. And uh, I, I did a lot of stuff on my foundation with uh, help from Mac. We raised about two and a half million dollars and we were able to give it away to great organizations over the last few years. Um, and then... Uh, I just had issues with a lot of the people that we were giving money to. And so I thought, you know what? Uh, Sophie and I, we decided, let's make, let's worry about the next generation of, of trans people that need help. Uh, I want trans doctors, lawyers, you know, I want to have be educated. So we decided let's change what we're doing right now and let's work on the next generation. Actually, we donated and helped out with the, uh, a girl who's um, uh, getting her PhD and she couldn't finish it up. Uh, we helped her out. And then there was another one. Actually, we saw online of a, a young boy, trans boy um, in Austin, Texas. And when Trump uh, banned trans people from the military, eh, it's a whole nother deal. He had lost his ROTC scholarship mm. and didn't have the money. And we heard about him. We called him up. Anyway, we took care of him. And so right now, because of COVID, obviously, it, you know, nobody's doing a lot of charity raising right mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. But we want to help the next generation and make it a scholarship program. How do we, um, 
I, I, I've told you before, it's weird to me the way the trans community <laughs> embraces and rejects you. <laughs> am I, well, am I getting yes. that about right? Yeah, that is, <laughs> that to me is I bizarre. I would have to say yes, that is, that is, that is it, right. You're embraced and rejected simultaneously. And, and, and I, and I, and how come the ones that reject you, <laughs> if someone rejects you, how come those people aren't transphobic? You know well, I mean? yes. Why, why uh, I would have that, to say the same thing. I, I, a lot I'm of it do it because of social media. Mm. Um, and if they kind of come after me, they get a lot of clicks. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, one in particular was on, you know, just destroying me. And I mean, she gets on the news, local news, because this and then she'll go out and pick an event that I'm, I'm there at. And, and what's uh, her for beef? what reason? Her beef is that I'm a Republican and I supported Donald Trump. Um, and so that honestly, makes you... I didn't really, uh, Trump was our, I'm a Republican and Trump was our candidate. Yeah. And of course I'm going to, you know, if it was uh, Ted Cruz, I would have supported so you're him. A part, you're a party person. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah uh, that's my party. I believe in conservative economic values less taxes, less regulations, a pro-business environment. Government is not going to get us out of trouble. The people are going to get us out of trouble. The businesses it's, it's, that are let's built. Let's put a finer point on that, though. You're an inclusive person, right? I, does, does government help with that piece, with helping reduce? I've always explained myself as a Republican. I've always said that you're right. I'm an inclusive Republican. But does, is government the one that has to solve that? Is that legislative? How does that problem. work? Here's the problem with the media. Mm. Everybody's got to be, especially right now, everybody's got to be in a box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which I hate because I'm I'm all over the place. Yeah. I'm personally yeah, all over the right, place. Right, right. Which I, I love. Yeah. You got to be in the box. If you're a no. Republican, you got to believe this, you got to believe no. that no. and everything. Not I, I'm not in that box at all. Well, that, I'm, that's why I'm a little surprised. I'm surprised you're a party person, but I, but I guess there's a pragmatic piece to well, that Well, you got to, you know? honestly. Yeah. You got to pick a team, I guess, if you're going to. You got it. Yeah, you you got to be so, on yeah. on a on a team that yeah. can that can win. They can help you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that yeah. can help you to win. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I've always been on that side, just because of of the I mean the economy and what they do there. But the reason I'm outside the box, and I think that's this is what the Republican Party needs to do. I call myself and on social issues, uh, I'm inclusive to all people. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't care. Um, you know, yeah, blue, green, whatever. Skin, yeah, you don't care anything. Yeah, your but, sexual but, orientation, whatever it is that you may have. But but I my question: care. How do you protect people from other injustices? You know, being be inclusive and protecting people. You, you yes, know what I mean? Is I there, think we need to protect being yeah. inclusive. Protect being inclusive. Yes, protect that. Yeah. And I want the Republican Party to come to me. Um, certainly, the Democrats have kind of hijacked this issue over many many years. Yes. Okay. Everybody yes. thinks that the Democrats are the, the ones that are inclusive to everybody. And, and, and to be honest with you, they've destroyed a lot of lives of, I mean, they just, they haven't been, they're mostly a power grabs all the time using the box. You got to be in this box. So they're, they're box. using issues of inclusion for their own political uh, for their game. Own, yes. Yes. I and, would. And, and you're, and you're saying as somebody who is, a representative of a certain community, you feel deeply committed emotionally to this. I do. As yeah. far as the trans issue, I do feel very committed to it. Um, but I think the most important thing I can do mm. is just be out there. Just show as an example that you can grow. I, I've, you know, when you suffer from gender dysphoria, it's not like it just, you know, happened one day. Right, right. Okay, this has right. been with you since I was that big. Yeah. You know, but in, I grew up in the 50s and 60s. There wasn't even a name for I was going to say, did you even understand what was going no, on? you no, don't. Yeah. You just say, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, it's just my thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, uh, okay. And so, <laughs> just honestly, like, okay. <laughs> just, I got into sports. Right, right, right. Was that a compensation for that, you think? Uh, no, it was, I had just, to prove myself. You were, but but were, were you proving yourself to protect yourself from this secret? Or we presume because you were a great athlete. I mean, how much of it was just you're a nobody, great athlete? Nobody knows you have the issue. It's not like you got a big wart yeah, over yeah. here and everybody looks, oh my God, what is that? I have to prove myself because yeah, of my wart. Yeah. But uh, when I, in fifth grade, first time uh, in gym class, uh, like any other day, I was also a dyslexic kid. So I wasn't a really good student. Perceptionally, words coming up off a piece of paper was never easy for me. Mm -hmm. And so 
I was in the slower classes and you don't have any confidence in yourself, low self-esteem. All of right. Yeah. Went to gym class one day. They were out in the back parking lot at the school in junior high. And the coach said, you're going to start here, run around the chairs, come back and I'm going to time you. And you know what? I'm going to time every kid in school. And I went out there and ran as hard as I could. Guess number one. Came back, boom, had the fastest time in the whole school. It was like the only time I ever succeeded at anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, what is this thing called sports? How old, you're like 12 or something then? Yeah, right yeah. around there. I was in yeah. junior high. Yeah. And- um, were, you, were you a big kid then? No. Not especially. Not especially okay. big. I was maybe a little taller, 6'2". Yeah. Actually, I'm 6'1 right. now. This is great. I can go an inch higher on the heel, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but anyway, help. yeah. And so, but that kind of got me started in that. And, you know, I could go on the football field, take a guy, a great student, great, you know, reader and- you know, clean beat, as beat the crop out of. Oh, so yeah. you played football too, did you? Oh, I played football, basketball, oh. ran track, competitively water skied all summer so long. From, so from that moment, you just, the doors opened I to just, athletics. I just, doors opened to sports. How interesting. And not that I thought about it through my career. Yeah. But once your career's all over with and this, you look back and you go, my gosh, why did I do that? Why did I spend six, eight hours a day training every day, year after year after year, and you know, push myself so hard um, for all these years? And I thought to myself, you know what? Uh, if I would have been average back in 12 years old, mm -hmm. like any other kid, mm -hmm. you know, decent student, doing okay, this and that, when sports came around, I wouldn't have needed it. You wouldn't have to See, prove anything. I, I needed sports more than the next person. Yes. And to be honest with you, my greatest asset in competing, because I look at an athlete in two ways, the athletic body, the physical aspect of sport, and the athletic mind. Yes. Um, I had a much stronger athletic mind than I did physical skills. And I had an athletic mind that would push me harder in training, really do the right things in training, I would get to the competition and I would always be able to come through if I had to come through. I would always have that ability and I relied on that. Is this something operating now in this campaign? It is because um, I'm a strong person and uh, I wanna do the right things. Put it this way, you know, when I moved to San Jose in 1973, the reason I moved there is because um, I wanted to train with the greatest athletes in the world. They were all living in San Jose. A lot of them were my friends. And I learned from uh, the best shot putters in the world, the best discus throwers in the world. We're all in the same town. And now uh, I want to go to Sacramento. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to race for solutions. You know, we have to have solutions for this state. I want to surround myself just like I did in San Jose with the best people, the greatest minds, obviously. I do not, I mean, you have to build a team around you of economists, of people about regulations. You know, we have 21.2 million words of regulations on you and your business. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you read 300 words a minute, worked a 40 hour work week, it would take you almost three years to read all the regulations. Mm -hmm. You need a team to be able to just focus in on and, regulations. And your campaign manager said that you're starting to attract these people too. People I am. Oh yeah. No, I'm, you. I'm, I talk to a lot of people and let me tell you, I talk to some really, really great people. And so, uh, but now when I'm, when I first thought about, you know, doing this, I said, Oh my God, I'm, I got to go up against a teacher's union. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know, that's kind of scary deal. Yeah. And then I kind of sat back and I said, wait a second, back in the day, you know, I went up against the Soviet union. Right. Okay. With the greatest, you know, athletic machine in the world at that time. And all my man, little lonesome in San Jose and surrounded myself with the right people, went up against them and won. Right. You know, what I want to do now is I want to go to Sacramento, take on the teachers union, but this time we win for your kids because they're destroying the education process in this state right now. And I want the kids to be able to win. You know, it's interesting. I, I can really relate to your story about athletics being so important. For me, actually, being becoming a physician played that function. It was really important to me. Yeah. When I finally found it and committed to it and was engaged with it, it was life and death, you know, to me. It was, it was about, about 
Right. But you know, my survival depends. I don't know on if it. you remember the movie uh, City Slicker with Billy Crystal. Yep, I do. When, you know, he's trying old, to find old. himself. Yes. In New Yorker and says, yeah. I'm going to go on a cattle drive. He goes on the cattle drive. And this is the way he's going to find himself. And he meets Curly, played by Jack Palance. And he, he and there, the two of them are sitting around the campfire, yeah, you know, out on the range. And Billy Crystal asks the wise cowboy, "What's the secret to life?" And he kind of sits back and he goes, "One thing," and then kind of goes on with the conversation. He doesn't answer it. <laughs> just, just a, one thing. Well, then he died or something too, and right? So, <laughs> Billy Crystal's sitting there and like everybody who's yeah. watching, well, you know, what's the one thing? And finally, a minute or so later, you know, Billy Crystal goes, well, what's the one thing? And he goes, that's for you to find out. I love that statement because like you said just a second ago. Um, that was the thing for it me. It is yeah. me. I found my one thing and that was called sports. Yeah. yeah. You know, you find... What you what yep. you you found what you do and the reason you want to get up in the morning and yep. you know go to work because yep. you love what you're doing. Yep. That's your one thing. Mm -hmm. And everybody needs to. And sometimes it's not even an area you think it may be. But well, that's another piece that people are missing today. You have to be willing to become, and this would be pertinent for you. Yeah. You have to be willing to become and be whatever it is. It is whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I'm sure you had a time in your life when you limited it, right? You you had the secret and you, know you what? limited it. And that's what I used to say back in the old days when I was training and I was making no money. I mean, I was living on $10,000 a year. This is in San Jose. Yeah, in San yeah. Jose. I'm living in a $145 a month apartment. But I'd get up every day and I was excited about that day. I just couldn't wait to get out there to train, hmm. you know. Um, and I always thought I never want to lose that in my life. I want to always wake up in the morning. You thought that then? I you thought that about back it now. then. Really? That's back interesting. Then, you were aware of it. I always wanted, wanted to, have, to that. have that in my life. That's kind of cool. And um, most young people don't think that far ahead. No, <laughs> yeah, think about I, was thinking, I always want, I don't yeah. know what it's going to be in the future because I retired. I was 26 and I had a long ways and, to and go. And by the way, for those of you but, that are, are younger, you don't know how much this, what a big deal this was, your, your accomplishments at the time. It was a big deal for the country. You represented us. I was the, the first person ever to put the flag up at the finish line. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a big deal. And I remember. It was our bicentennial I, it, it was, year. By the way, it was the, I would I would argue it was very similar to the uh, the ice hockey thing against oh, the yeah, Russians. Oh, yeah, in 80. Yeah, with the ice hockey. Yeah, it was just the, Soviets. It was the previous version oh, of that. Oh, my God, that was yeah, so big. I watched it live. It oh, great. It did you watch it live? I did. I was oh, in New England I, at the time. I could not believe it. Too. But you I were, the, you were that before that. You, yeah. You know, and you were one person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was crazy. It was uh, pretty, it was Ooh. our bicentennial year. I remember that. And it, patriotism was extraordinarily high. We just mm -hmm. celebrated 200 years and everybody was watching. You know, like today, if, like the games, especially this games, they mm -hmm. were getting, you know, like eight, twelves, whatever it is, shares. They were not getting good numbers at all for mm -hmm. an Olympics. Mm -hmm. You know what we got back then? 20 share or something crazy like that. Or something insane. Between eight. 70 yeah. and 75 share. Oh. Everybody watched. That's wild. It was the last People Olympics. forget that there was a possibility. There was a time when all of Americans would sit down either at a radio before yeah. television or at a television, and we'd all watch we'd the all same watch thing. We'd all watch the games. Yeah, yeah. and it was, crazy. it was the last Olympics when there was only three networks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everything started, and you started fractionalizing the audience. Patriotism, it was at its height. Um, it was our bicentennial year there, even though it was in Canada, but it's right across the river from the U.S., just flags everywhere. It was I like it. I a remember like moment. it was yesterday. Let's take a little break. Um, of course, I'm watching the restream. Um, my guest, Caitlin Jenner. Uh, we're talk. We're going to talk more. The kind of things I want to get into for those of you to hang on here. And I know you've been. I wasn't watching the stream out of the corner of my eye. So I see you guys. They want to hear about vaccine mandates. Electricity insecurity, water insecurity. I want to hear about your favorite president. We'll get to all that stuff, but first we're going to take a little break. Be right back. Here with my daughter Paulina to share an exciting new project. Over the years, we've talked to a ton of young people about what they really want to know about relationships. 
it's difficult to know who you are and what you want, especially mm. as a teenager. And not everyone has access to an expert in their house like I did. Of course, it wasn't like I was always that receptive to that advice. Right. No kidding. But now we have written the book on consent. It is called It Doesn't Have to Be Awkward, and it explores relationships, romantic relationships, and sex. It's a great guide for teens, parents, and educators to go beyond the talk and have honest and meaningful conversations. It Doesn't Have to Be Awkward will be on sale September 21st. You can order your book anywhere books are sold. Mm -hmm. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, and of course, your independent local bookstore. Links are available on drdrew.com. So pre-ordering the book will help people, well, raise awareness, obviously, and it'll get that conversation going early so more people can can notice this and spread the word of positivity about healthy relationships. So if you can, we would love your support by pre-ordering now. Totally. And as we said before, this is a book that both teenagers and their parents should read. Read the book, have the conversation. It doesn't have to be awkward. On sale, September 21st. Um, but by the way, I, in all seriousness, I love this microphone. Oh my God, I've never sent oh, it. Oh, you got a new one? Yeah, it's called a blueberry or something. It's not the... The blueberry, the golden that's the, that's EIB the, mic. Is that the, the the old one? That's the old one. You got that one. Sorry, oh. um, but but let's, why do I have the old one? Favorite president. <laughs> favorite president. Ronald we have Reagan. limited time. We got twenty one minutes. Reagan. With, Ronald Reagan. Yes, you, you, and this but, is and the reason I say that is because his messaging and him as a person was so good. If you go back on YouTube now and see some of his speeches, the way he used humor. Um, self-deprecating self-deprecating yeah uh just i mean he brought the country back in so many yeah, ways people the forget how bad back. things he were he did so yeah. many things yeah, yeah. but honestly you sit there and watch it today and it's like your grandfather talking to you who has great wisdom soft-spoken we're missing that in politics today I, I don't know if somebody like that could survive today yeah, I, for me, it's Abraham Lincoln and Theodore Roosevelt. And you quoted Theodore Roosevelt ah. as you sat down here. I would love you to share that quote again. Yeah. Even though, by the way, Theodore was a maniac. Let's make that's yeah. not that's not mince word. He had bipolar disorder. He was a yeah. narcissist, but he was a brilliant, brilliant leader. Let's go ahead. The credit in life goes not to the critic who stands on the sideline and points out where the strong stumble, but rather the real credit in life goes to the person who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by sweat and dust, who knows great enthusiasm and great devotion and learns to spend himself at a worthy cause. If he wins, he knows the thrill of great victory. If he loses, at least loses while daring greatly, so that his place in life will never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. I love that. I feel like that's like that's a a, a statement about your, about yeah. your life. It is. It is a statement about your life. Yeah, yeah. Because no, it's no, there's no reason you that stayed with you. Because I feel like it's a, a, a you know. Well, you know what? You got to get. It's not even a metaphor. It's Honestly, a description of your life. And running for cover. Um, yeah, win or lose, I, I want to be an example. Um, I, I can I, I can handle winning, obviously, uh, but if it doesn't work out. I'm fine. I think I can make a difference in the world, you know, and, and this has been, well, I always honestly, thought you here's the, here's the ahead. thing the other day, yeah. I was thinking about it. We've never had a woman governor in this state, let alone, let alone me. <laughs> I get that. Okay. I get that. But the other day, um, Stephen <laughs> Chung, my PR guy, were in the car driving, actually up in the fires. And he says, oh, look at this. You're number two right now behind Elder. And I was thinking to myself, look at how far we've come as a society with this issue. Um, I remember in the 80s thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this because I, I don't want to be like an old chick. I don't want to do this in my later on in my life. And, so, but so, then so I had in the kids 80s, you, to you, raise. You were already planning. Oh my God. You were yeah. ready. I went you through, ready. I should okay. send you my book. You would love my book. Okay, done. Read secrets it. of my life. So I'll get it over to, to you. Right and it's secrets with S. Okay, you know, I love it. If we're going to be friends, I got to yeah, know all your secrets. you got to know the whole <laughs> story. Yeah, the 80s, I struggled. Six years, okay. I stayed in a house and I really didn't even come out because oh. I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. Oh my. But then you just couldn't do it. Mm. But to see today that honestly, as far as I just wake up in the morning and be myself all day, mm. all that stuff's behind me. And how I've been accepted, I think 
show says so much about society and where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a diverse society. Okay. I mean, we've, <laughs> you just walk down the street and look, we are a diverse society. We'd be accepting. That's why I always call myself an inclusive Republicans because I'm inclusive to all people. And I was just thinking, boy, have we come a long way in acceptance, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it to yeah. me. I mean, now, now great. really all people want to know is what are you can do to help us? <laughs> what can you do to help us here in California? We're struggling. Please, yeah, Caitlin, we, help uh, us. Yeah. What are we going to do? Electricity. How am first I going to get all, power? Okay. First of all, taxes. Obviously, as governor, uh, we have to get a, con- a competitive tax rate. I'm not saying we're going to be the lowest tax state in the nation. But you know what? We have the greatest resources. We've got the greatest state. People are willing. Californians are willing to pay a little bit more, yeah. but not a totally unfair compared to the rest of the country. And also give us, give us something for our tax dollars, yeah. please. I want the, the California taxpayer to get a good return on their investment, okay, in this state. And they're not even oh, close. Don't even talk We are right me. now Gavin Newsom's ATM card, mm. you know, ATM machine. Um, we have to... Uh, do our best. Now, obviously, the legislature and the people, We there's a lot of things you got to do to get it lower. Yeah. But we have to have somebody in power that's actually going to do that. Um, regulations. Vetoing we new are, taxes? Pardon? Vetoing new taxes? Will you- I, if I got in, I would, don't even come to my desk yeah. with a new tax. Yeah. Okay. First of all, the one thing, the thing you have is you have veto power. Um, that's probably the most powerful thing you have in the state of California. And yes, any tax, even think about new taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had exit taxes they're talking about this. I mean, they're still talking about more taxation. Don't even come to me with that. Regulations, same thing. Put a bipartisan committee together and go over the regulations in this state. As I was saying earlier, CEQA has been there since 1970. Okay. Um Find out which ones are working, which ones are obsolete and are not working and get rid of them. Um, I would put a sunset clause in that every regulation, once it goes in every 10 years, it has to be reviewed. Because right now they don't review anything. They just leave it on the books. Um, And uh, any new regulation that you come to me with, three regulations have to leave. We have to lower the amount of regulations the basically the red tape in this so, state so you're not saying killing, yeah you're saying not state. zero regulation you're saying no. if you're going to add you got to subtract you can't some keep some regulations i think are, are good are good yeah, of course okay they're yeah. they're good and we want to keep the good ones yeah but not the regulations that are on the books that are absolutely killing business. Let me propose a electricity and water solution all in one. Okay. Uh, I've been looking at fourth generation nuclear and I'm telling you anybody that's sane and a scientist um, looks at that and you could desalinate and you create electricity all at the same time. Okay, water and electricity. All in. All right, I am God bless all you. in all forms of Do you know Michael Schallenberger? Michael Schallenberger, do you know who he is? No. I'm going to put you in touch with him. Yeah, put me Very in touch with him. bright uh, I was, environment yeah, guy. Actually, I was um, putting together a meeting here uh, on fusion. Mm. I got a friend of mine that's been working on well, fusion for That'd a long, amazing. long time since yeah. the 80s. Yeah, yeah, I know it's coming. Yeah, and it's coming. Plasma and just physics. kind of see where that is because. Mm-hmm. I, I think eventually that will be kind of the next generation. Sure. But I have day. no problem with nuclear energy, especially today. The technology is so much better. So much. The, the small, just, the clean, yeah, it's just yeah, ridiculous it's that clean. we're not looking into it. It's just I, insane. I, they, I can totally. take, they can take all the waste. What used to be took, taken across the country right. in, a, in, a tra- in train cars, now it can be put in a thimble. Yeah. Literally, that's how much thimble. waste they could put in a thimble, thimble. for the year. Yeah. It's like, come on, everybody. Yeah. Let's get this going. Let's, let's get wake Water. up. Water, you can desalinate. Yes, it desalinate you. There's a lot of things you can do. We have not had a uh, a water project in California since 1964, the Oroville Dam. No. We need to have more um, economic, er, er, environmentally what, sound Gavin, dams. Yeah, Gavin just throws money at his friends. Yeah. We just, he just put together the largest um, uh, uh, budget in California history, 262 billion dollar budget i saw it it's like 
100 billion more than it's ever been. I mean, it's right. just ridiculous right. numbers. Well, the okay. Fed gave Where's all that billion. money going? Yeah. Okay, it's all going to special interest. It's all going to. Well, we got a $91 billion dollar train to nowhere. We got to keep that and going. We got to keep that going. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I'm, I've been all <laughs> over that one. <laughs> but um, there's nothing really, it's really soft on water, electricity, nothing about water. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know. We, we have water insecurity here. It's crazy. And how can we, I, I get it. If let's say I get in as governor yeah. and we start a water project, yeah. I'll be dead before it's over. That's right. Yeah. We, we, okay. we got to get going. 10, 20 years. Yeah. What are we going to do about the next generation? Are we just going to forget about them? I know. I, I, we, in the old days in California, they took water really seriously. Look at the aqueduct, the California aqueduct, mm -hmm. all these projects to bring water to Southern California. Mm -hmm. So you can, Survive. Populate that area. Survive, yeah. And yeah, you can populate that area. And then they have just forgotten about it mm -hmm. over the years. Since 1964, we haven't well, had a new project. They can blame There's us great, for using the water. <laughs> yeah, well, environmentalists, you know, the Delta smelt, the little fishy that's up mm. in the, you know, up in the Delta. Mm -hmm. You know, my God, it needs this fresh water. So we're draining all this water out of this, you know, into the Delta. So the fish makes it and this and that while the farmers, you know, are just dying down here. Mm. Okay, we need water projects. We need above ground storage, meaning more dams. Uh, we need below ground because a lot of the farmers get their water from below the ground mm -hmm. and they can put make these areas where the water actually soaks down into the ground and you know fills it up. Um, I was on good old YouTube. You've mm -hmm. heard about it? Yeah, we're, we're there right now. Well, we're, we're there right now, that's amazing. <laughs> and there was a project uh, in Turkey that they took this massive polyurethane or some plastic pipe, 11 and a half feet in diameter. Yeah. The thing is huge. Yeah. And what they did is they, they took it from uh, across the bay, underneath the water. Okay, biggest problem with trying to bring more water from Northern California and Oregon, okay, is that you have to take over all this land, build pipes, this and that. What they do, they would put a a drain for when the rivers up north, they get overflows instead of it just going out to sea. Yeah. It hits this drain, so if it goes above, the water goes down into it. Listen. And they sink the pipe. You have a company here, go get Elon Musk to do the boring company and oh, give I you know. the pipe. Yeah, and, and no, but they take it out to sea uh. and then they uh, wait it, Bring it down so it's like 20, 30 feet off the bottom. It's not even on the bottom. It's just anchored to the bottom. They run it 310 miles down to uh, San Francisco Bay. Huh. They bring it under the bay, under the water. Nobody sees it all the way in, and they can fill it up. When instead of all the water that is Lost. wasted every yeah. year going yeah. out to sea. They're starting to make moves in that direction down here, too, but it's very slow and very nominal. We have to take care of, but, I mean, obviously yeah. for the economy, uh, farming is huge in the valley. Yeah, and people and it's just around the country destroyed. don't understand how different northern, central, and southern California is. Southern, central California is, the, is a yeah. main issue. Uh -oh. Uh oh, they need you, Sophia. That's good. Old. Uh oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, wait a second. I'll call you right back. I'm on the air. Goodbye. That's, it. That's her uh, <laughs> campaign manager. Yeah. We, got, we have five more minutes. I'm, I'm rushing you yeah. through this because you've, no, all, you've no, very kindly. No, this is good. Um, um, yeah, but we, we have to do something and we have to start now when it, it comes to water. Immigration. Immigration. Um, I firmly believe we have to, number one, close the border. In uh, California was, only? or is that I a, was at, I was a week and a half ago. At the border. I was at the border. Um, meeting with Border Patrol. The greatest group of good Americans you could be. I mean, these are the salt of the earth guys. They're just absolutely great. Mm -hmm. And they love this country. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they said when we started doing the interview, uh, they said, I just want to thank you. He goes, Gavin Newsom's never been here. The border. It's crazy. Gavin Newsom. Three years, been, you know, three years. See the doggy does He knows you're getting ready to leave. That's know, yeah. He's going to see you out. Three years. He wants to last step of my shoes. Said. Yeah. <laughs> but Gavin Newsom's never been to the southern border. I mean, here he was mayor of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Three times more people died of drug overdoses in San Francisco during this whole COVID thing than died of COVID. Right. Okay. Oh, I'm and what is he doing? 
He's all that ain't people across the border. Um, there was, when I went down there. To they, that point, is cartel? There was, a border, that, there was a hole in the border. Do we take on the cartels in some fashion? I don't know California does that by their loans. Yeah, they're sort of knows? supplying a lot I would do, and I told the Border yes, Patrol, I'll do whatever you guys need. They're, yeah. they're well, zeroing in on, in. I'll move the, yeah. you want to try that again? Zero in on Rex's head. Yeah. <laughs> There's Rex. Yeah, pop his little put your, head Put your nose up. There, there it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what I would do. Um, hungry. Uh, you no. gotta, we got to secure the border. Yeah. And to be honest with you, the hole right behind us, when we were there, we saw a coyote on the other side on a four tracker. Two minutes later, five guys start walking through the hole. Okay. Um, because they saw border patrol over there and they were basically giving themselves up. So they walk right up to the border patrol, five guys from Brazil. They only spoke Portuguese hmm. and they sit down and they're in. Oh, they just have to walk through and just give walk through up. and oh then give themselves up to Border Patrol. Wow. And they're in this country. Huh. Uh, we need to secure our southern border. Um, <laughs> a couple of months ago, five months ago now, um, the Supreme Court had a ruling, nine nothing, that the TAPS program, the temporary protected status, okay, that these people are coming in under, if you are coming in under that, you cannot get citizenship. Hmm. The only way you can get citizenship is to leave the country and come in legally. Hmm. I am 100% for legal immigration into this country and would support that. Um, but on the other hand, we have so many people that have come to this country years ago. What do we do and with because that? Our, what do we do? Well, first of all, because our uh, immigration system coming into this state is so difficult. Yes. It, it, we have make to streamline that, that. Make that easier. So yeah. make it easier to become citizen. And if you get arrested yeah. in this state and you're here illegally, you're gone. Good. Yeah. So, so Boom, tougher, out of there. tougher on crime, the good can tougher say, easier all, on legitimate. The Spanish community and the, uh, is a vital part Mexican. of our Mexican, whatever you Spanish want to say. Spanish speaking. Make this. Hispanic. Okay. They are a Latinx. vital part yep. of our uh, economy. Yep. They're a vital part of our culture, mm -hmm. and they're great people. And we need to streamline the process so the good ones can stay here and get legal status here. Um, and we just have to take care of that. And yeah. on the way out, your, your opponent, Larry Elders. This is our oh, final. Oh, boy, sort of Larry's getting a lot of problems right now. You know, when he first came in. Do you guys ever debate? Um, well, actually, neither of us went to the, I did not go to the debate uh, because I was in Northern California with the uh, firefighters. Honestly, I thought I'd rather be talking to them right now. First of all, I'm not running against any of the other candidates. I'm running against Gavin Newsom and Gavin Newsom wouldn't debate us. Mm -hmm. We tried mm -hmm. and he wouldn't debate us. So what's, you know, so I was up in Northern California when we did that. But Larry has uh, some major issues when he first came in. Um, honestly, I didn't. I knew he was, I'd been on his show. I've done speaking engagements with him. I knew him as a very right-wing conservative talk show host, which he is. Uh, but I never knew the person who is Larry Elder. And so when he first came in, I would ask kind of the reporters, I'd say, does anybody know who Larry Elder is? I, I know him as a conservative talk show host. Uh, but what about him as a person? There's more to being governor than just the economy. Um, and nobody could answer that. I even asked, does anybody know if he's even married? You know, his date is, I, I, I know nothing about him. And so, you know, the reporter would go, uh, you know, well, what do you think? And I go, well, I don't, I'm not thinking anything here. I said, isn't that your job to find out? Well, we're finding out more and more about Larry. And uh, if those things that they're saying about Larry right now, uh, are tr even close to being true, um, uh, we cannot have him as governor. Even the whole thing about uh, when you apply uh, to be on the ballot, uh, there is a, a lots of forms. Oh my God, I'm just like that thing of forms. Right? Including you have to give up the last five years of your tax returns, which for me was a box like that. And uh, he didn't do that. And then he got it. And then so they kept him off the ballot and then he went back in court and fought it, got back on. But then he had a, uh, uh, he eventually was kind of forced into a financial disclosure. And I heard on the radio today or on the news this morning that he didn't put everything in on the financial disclosure. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, the way he's treated women, um, 
Pretty scary stuff. Yeah, there's a lot more to Larry Elder than just being a talk show host. And he's underwater. In fact, I'm giving a speech on Thursday or Friday um, for a Republican group down in Orange County. And they dropped uh, their backing of Larry oh, Elder. And they asked if I would come down. So and, I said, uh, of course I would. Is Kevin Kiley the other one that's sort of running a pretty good campaign? Yeah. 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 yeah you talk, are you running against him, too? you have any thoughts? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Honestly, I'm running against myself. And you're I running against, you're I running want, against Newsom. You, listen, I just love that you're here to shake things up and try to help us. We need help here in this We state. need big time Somebody's got to do something. It's yeah. much like the Theodore Roosevelt quote you gave gave us. You're, you're willing to get your hands dirty and get in there. And, and I just there. thank you and applaud you. And, and I, I'm just so grateful that you're doing this. And as I told you, when Actually, I was... I wish I was running against you, but I, that's a whole other deal. You, know, you check it have, out we'd on go, me. We'd go, where's we'd go, we'd go debate, man. We'd go debate. Dr. Drew, where's but, your background? But, where's your backbone? But, but, but the... Um, the uh but one of the reasons i did i did whoa somebody put a huge quote here i cannot oh read all God, that but i don't know what that. that was um but they like you as well at the oh, end of it <laughs> um uh when i did drop out i was like or i did not proceed i was like caitlin's got it caitlin's, let's, let's <laughs> let, let her do this this is great she will shake it up she will oh we're she shaking will help it up. us and i'm just so grateful because they don't man, know how to handle me they don't know how to handle you. <laughs> I agree. And I, they don't know who you are. Yeah. That's those are the two things. It's been fun getting for people. And to I think people to need to, I'm are. hoping my viewers here get a deeper sense of who you are and you draw your own conclusions, everybody. I hope some of you are from California so you can make an informed decision here. I also hope it will motivate you to um, any of you to let's let's do the recall let's do the recall if nothing else uh, we've got to get rid of gavin newsom number it, one it's it, it horrible doesn't make what's any happening difference. here He's, he wants to double down on what he's doing and anyone who lives here can't understand how that's possible yeah. how can you double down on a total catastrophe Catastrophe. Uh, that's Kinda the part like the that federal I, government's I, doing I, right I don't now. have any, anything against him personally it's just like, how can you do keep doing this this is terrible. this is only way to see things to survive awful. oh my god yeah. Yeah. um last thing um right. i just thought of it as you were talking about larry is you've got a famous family. Are they going to help out? Are they going to... I told my kids right from the beginning, you know what? This is... Politics is a dirty business. Stay out of it. Um, and I said, guys, stay out of it. Okay. I don't want one so, tweet. I don't get involved. No Instagram post. Uh, <laughs> no, no well, you know, I can actually sit at the dinner table and reach a half a billion people. I, I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, why, but, why not use that? But I, I told the kids, no, this okay. is politics, yeah, so uh, stay out of it. Fair enough. Uh, Kimberly, obviously, is very like involved that. with the uh, criminal justice reform yeah. and we have certainly talked about that Sorry, I lost and i certainly uh go ahead it's me i certainly appreciate her position and i would love to we get into be governor i would love to really get down and we have do need part criminal of the justice board. reform yeah. Yeah. yeah oh man do we oh man. yeah so and this, this we didn't even talk about but homeless, that's the only thing but i'll tell you i we, we didn't even get into homelessness i haven't had a chance to even download yet oh, they really want you so oh god yeah we will get into oh, homeless another call. time i've homeless gone past issue. my time homeless on. issue yeah i've got we a lot gotta, of, we well, if you become governor you are homeless gonna, issue we gotta stop let me download i'll download on your hat i know exactly what to do with it it's not a big deal simple it, it just, you just need a few more tools and we got to really treat the illnesses that are ill on the street and treat sick people we, the yes. way every other country on earth does. That's all. Uh, Caitlin Jenner, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you all, your attentiveness here. I'm so glad she came by to say hi to us. I know. Hi to everybody. It's a, <laughs> it is a privilege. Yes. They're and, all very uh, nice I wish today you the best too. in this campaign. All right. Thank a, you. It's a good We're luck. out there fighting. Shake it up. Keep it going. Uh, those of you who didn't know Caitlin now, I hope you know her a little better. Is there any place they should go if they want to support or ask? questions or what it might be yeah Where? uh caitlin jenner um, dot com really we have uh all and our it's c-a-i-t-l-i-n is donate that... which it's not too late to donate t-l-y-n correct with a y-n yes yeah all right but caitlin jenner dot com and i gotta let her go and we will see you next time dot org dot org dot org bye Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. as a reminder the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care diagnosis or treatment this show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. 
If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help.